Hi, this is Jessalyn Etchell, and you're listening to my podcast, Wildish Wise Women, Conversations with Everyday Goddesses. In this series, I interview my favorite women on their topics of passion in an effort to connect us so that we remember that women supporting women is our greatest strength. I want to live in a world where women build each other up instead of tear each other down. And this podcast, in addition to the in-person women's circles I lead, are my offering towards this vision. Thanks so much for listening. Today I'm excited to speak with Taryn Mason. She's going to talk to us today about how to lighten up to find your creative flow. Taryn Mason left her engineering career to pursue her passion in holistic health, but quickly discovered her obsession with freedom through intuition. She believes connection to our creativity holds the answers to our problems. She currently teaches courses to help women get out of their heads and reconnect with their intuition and creative potential. She's also offering us a download of her field guide to grounding, which I will connect you to, so you can definitely check that out. Welcome, Taryn. Hi. So just to get started, uh, before we launch into your wonderful topic, we're just going to connect to each other and then anyone else that's listening can join in. We'll just start with a couple of deep breaths, taking an inhale through the nose and exhale out the mouth. Just a couple more like that. May each woman who needs the wisdom of this call find her way here. May we speak from the heart and create a wave of peace that radiates out on a global level. May each woman remember her sacred nature and feel the value of her presence in this world. Taryn, what's your favorite thing Mm. about being a woman? Mm. I love that little blessing you did too. I'm still feeling that. Thank you. (laughs) My favorite thing about being a woman, I just love being alive and I'm happy to be a woman because that's what my soul chose for this lifetime. I don't know if there's one specific thing about being a woman necessarily other than just exploring who we are creatively and intuitively and exploring our hearts. Um, Good question. And I think I've just been opening up more to that over the last three to four years, because prior to that, I was in engineering, like you mentioned, and I was more surrounded by that masculine energy. And I was around a lot of men all of the time. So over the last four years, I've really been diving into what it really means to be a woman and be in our wholeness and our intuition and our creativity. Nice. Um, well, actually, yeah. that's a good place for us to start in terms of um, your story. I, w- I would love because I mean, to go from engineering to the work that you're doing now, obviously the no. big shift. <laughs> so what feels true to you today, just to share a little bit about your path. And I, and I love how it includes reconnecting to your femininity and that's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Without launching into a huge long story, I guess it, um, pretty typical type A perfectionist personality back when I was younger and just super ambitious. I was a straight A student, valedictorian and 
really good at math and science because you could be right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I liked that validation that I was Mm -hmm. smart and I could get things right. And I actually got um, kind of a high out of being able to do the things that were traditionally uh, meant for the boys, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And so I was ushered into, this was the late nineties. So I was ushered right into engineering because I don't, I didn't know at the time about quotas and all of that, but, um, it just felt logical and I was operating more for my logic at that time. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'll go to engineering. They make a lot of money. And, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, I had disconnected from my creative side pretty early on. I I pinpointed it to about age eight and we can get into that later if you want or not. But, um, so yeah, I went into engineering more for the security. So I was operating more from that fearful mind place and it made logical sense. Um, I ended up working for a processed food company a few years into my career. And it was at the time, it was a dream job. They had all the brands that I grew up with and it was really interesting work at the time. It was more creative. It was more, um, exploratory and developmental, but a year or two into that, I discovered yoga and clean eating and I started doing cleanses and I just no longer ate processed foods. So it just became, more and more mismatched for who I really am. Mm -hmm. And that pinch point that waking up every day and going into a job that just didn't resonate with who I was. And later on, like going home and I would be coaching women through like a wellness cleanse at the yoga studio. And it just started to feel really bad in my system. And I just had my on my knees moment after years of traveling internationally and just a lot of grueling long hours where I was like, I give myself two years to get out of this and find what I'm really meant to be doing. And I was so afraid. It was the only career I ever knew. I made really good money. I was well taken care of. And I just knew like deep down in my soul that I was meant to be doing something else. And that part of my journey was the discovery of what that something else was. Awesome. I love it. So I, yeah, I totally love to launch into that. So it sounds like reconnecting to your creativity was one of the things that really got you to where you are right now. Yes, absolutely. Um, and it started out with through holistic health coaching. So I, I did some work of, um, in that moment of like what really lights me up and working with women the few years prior in these wellness cleanses, like I really loved. Mm -hmm. And so all the signs pointed me to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. If anyone's heard of that, IAN, um, it's a year long health coach training program and it didn't take long, (laughs) like a few modules in and I started to discover like, oh, it's not actually about food and exercise and (laughs) trying to achieve this like perfect, like much through of my life has been about, I ran marathons, I did cleanses, like I was always trying to improve my eating and my exercising and to the point of really damaging my body. And so going back to school for health coaching and discovering like, oh, it's actually not really about food and exercise. It's about our connection to ourself. And um, that self-love piece is so critical. And through self-love and opening our heart, we can open up to our creative spirit and our intuition. And so I ended up finding, um, not finding, I was guided. Like I was very heavily guided to a psychic mentor and I started a nine month psychic development course. And at the time I didn't tell anybody, I didn't tell my family that I was even going back to school for health coaching. And I definitely didn't tell anybody that I was doing a yeah, tell psychic people development where you grew up. training. Um, 
because I was I from the Midwest. I was in Minnesota at the time and surrounded by like people who are very much in their heads. And um, so still yeah, so working with a psychic yeah. healer lady was probably <laughs> not really in their their understanding, their level of understanding. Well, I'm getting up every day and going into like one of the largest processed food companies in the world every day and trying to keep that a secret that I'm not only going into holistic health coaching and helping women get off of processed foods, but also exploring the world of psychic development and our energy. And um, now I don't have a problem sharing because I think it's just such a huge part of who we are. And it's this next wave of understanding ourselves from all levels. But that was part of my journey of um, really owning who I was and, and being confident showing up as my whole self and not just little pieces of myself here and there. I know when I met you and you told me where you had worked before, I was sort of taken aback because knowing you as I know you now, I thought, how's that possible? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, so I would love for you to, because um, I feel like you're almost using these words um, synonymously, and I know that they're separate for you, but that they're very interrelated. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about connecting back into your creativity mm-hmm. and also learning to um, use intuitive awareness. Yeah. So tell me um, for you what the link is and and what that has sort of looked like in its unfolding for your journey. Mm, I love that question because I'm kind of obsessed with all of this, like that intersection between freedom, health, intuition, and creativity and um, how we do use the words uh, kind of for different things and kind of interchangeably. But to me, what resonates for me is um, so our intuition is like how our soul comes in through our body and say that one more time that's good people need to hear that (laughs) so our (laughs) intuition is how our soul comes into our body so it's how Mm -hmm. we hear the messages from our soul and there's um there's so many layers to this of like is it through our feelings through our emotions that come through the heart is it do we hear it feel it sense it see it there's so many different ways to bring in our intuitive um, connection. And to me, all of that combined, so this this connection between our intuition and our body wisdom is opening up to our creativity, so our ability to create. So I'm not necessarily talking about like artistic ability or um, like creating art in that standpoint where a lot of times that's what we're talking about when we talk about our creativity is like the act of like making art. And I'm talking about more about our um, greater creative ability. The words are escaping me a little bit right now, but well, it's even in your title, you you say creative flow. Yeah. So is it like a state of mind, a way of being? I mean, it's energy. So I studied this in, college in physics class and I always loved electrical circuits and the flow of energy through a circuit and that's how I view our bodies now as well it's like our souls are electrical in nature and our souls see the bigger picture our souls know um, kind of our own blueprint and our pathway and what wants to be created through our bodies into the physical and so it's to me creativity is this like um, opening up, yes, to our soul, our intuition, our spirituality, but creativity is like harnessing that energy, bringing it through our body and creating something in the physical with it. 
whether that's just something simple like creating a vacation or creating a relationship. But then as we open up more and more, we see that we can really create our life experience this way and be in alignment with who we are. And that to me is the ultimate freedom. Ah, there's that word. That's like your favorite word, huh? (laughs) I love it. Well, it's in your bio too. You said something about freedom through intuition. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like all of this stuff is very interrelated. Yeah. If you're tuning into your intuition, then you can find your freedom. Yeah, because freedom is another one where you can think about it lots of different ways. And I think in my 20s and even early 30s before I made the switch, like I was always seeking freedom, but I didn't truly believe that I could go create the life that I dreamed about while I was sitting in my cube typing away on my computer. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh So I I sought out freedom in other ways, so through travel or even out through partying with friends or just exploring an adventure, but it always still felt very disconnected. Like I was one person during the day and I was another person in the rest of my life. Um, and so that to me, that rebellion isn't freedom. So a lot of the ways that we seek freedom is really going against who we really are. And if we can align all the parts of our lives with who we really are, like that to me is the freedom I'm seeking. Wow. Yeah, that sounds very powerful. Different than, like you said, what a lot of people might be looking for. Mm -hmm. So then tell me, how did you get that um, alignment with yourself and what you were wanting? If you're if you're stuck in this job, I heard you say you gave yourself two years. And so you're secretly studying nutrition and intuition and all these things that are completely different than what you're doing during the day. How did that all play out? Oh, so much courage. (laughs) (laughs) So you had to take the leap at some point. I take leaps every single day and I'm still very much in the process of aligning. I think... I don't want to limit myself ever. So as soon as I say something, I usually catch myself and like, I don't know if that's actually true, but I think alignment can be like a lifetime process. So I'm still on the journey and I don't feel like it's necessarily a destination. It's just using our life um, as if it's happening for us and our own little freedom adventure. And so I very much took that approach over the last four years to kind of de shackle myself. It's not the best expression, but to like unchain myself from all of these, all senses of security and all these masks and layers. And it was, um, and I knew, I knew that I wanted to leave from a place of appreciation and gratitude. I didn't want to just like storm into my manager's office and be like, I'm out of (laughs) here. I don't like processed (laughs) foods. I didn't believe in this. And so I knew it like that to me would just be like running away. Um, so I called it Operation Unconditional Love for my job. And I just worked on every day going in and appreciating everything about it. And every time I got frustrated or felt like I was killing the planet, I would come back to my mindset and and see where I was believing something that wasn't true. Um, so for that example, like I had a coach at the time that was helping me with this, but I, I was getting so frustrated because I just felt like I was clean. <laughs> I was just contributing to all of these problems. And when we worked through it, like the truth of that is like, well, I'm just still doing things that are hurting the planet. Like me, by me working there, I'm not killing the planet. And then it, it flips it into a more ownable space of things that I can actually do and not give my power away to this huge entity. I like that. Operation unconditional love yeah (laughs) I'm guessing that had to go back 
to yourself as well. Totally. Mm-hmm. That's where it all starts. You were right? finding it was not about nutrition. Yeah. <laughs> not about the food that you put in your body or the exercise that you that you do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely cool. for myself. And that was that was my biggest aha in that whole process was like, oh, what have I been waiting for? Like I was so hard on myself for so long and I had to be perfect at everything and do everything just right. And I it was like I woke up one day and was like, what am I waiting for? Like, why don't I've accomplished so much and I'm just here and alive. Like, why am I not loving myself right now? Um, and that really happened like right before I signed up for IIN. I had that moment where I need to be working on loving myself and then everything else started to flow from there. Um, yeah, that's a very good place to move from mm-hmm. is that place of self-love. I think so many women struggle to to be there even for little snippets of time, let alone, you know, occupying that space all the time. Yeah, it is hard, especially if you've been running that tape of not enough or not good enough or I have to prove myself or, um, you know, all those the, the inner mean girl that pops up. Like it's really hard to. Mm-hmm. unvelcro ourselves from that so that we can tune into the truth yeah gosh I love that the image of velcro it is. <laughs> it's very sticky yep. <laughs> sticks to everything yes so this leads me to a question that I I mean I think we're already sort of touching on it but I'm curious what else you have to say about um, why you find this work so important for women because I know you're specifically working with women mm-hmm. and, and why is it just you know what you need to bring to the world to share this with women how long do we have? <laughs> I just, it still breaks my heart to see women still at the place where I was. And I have so much compassion because I've been through it, obviously. And yeah. it's just this operating from our headspace and this proving and this um, having everything put together on the outside, but then feeling like we're a hot mess on the inside and and being really afraid to say anything about it because we've built this life up where everyone, like people pretty much just left me alone because they're like, oh, Taryn's got it under control. And <laughs> mm. um, it's kind of that ultimate safety mechanism really is like make your life look so good that people just leave you alone and trust that you have your stuff together. But it makes it even harder to break that isolation. And so I just am really passionate about creating spaces where women can come and just practice being free and practice sharing what's really going on in their head. And, um, and I mean, even on a deeper level, like if we don't open up our heart space, then we can't, like that's the connection between body and soul is in our heart. So if we're in doubt, if we're in judgment, whether it's of ourselves or others, if we're in comparison mode, then we're shutting down our heart, not only to other people, to, to experience that deep connection with other people, but we're shutting it down to ourselves to experience that deep connection between with our own creative potential. And I know a lot of people use the word power. I don't love the word power. I talk about it more as strength. Like when we're in our strength, that's the positive side of, of that energy. Mm-hmm. And that's where I imagine like us sitting up a little bit straighter and like walking into a room more confident because we're in our strength. We know who we are. And power is more from like an external perspective and from a fear-based place. A little side tangent there. (laughs) Uh, 
And so like this work of opening our hearts and coming back to doing this work in kindness and compassion is the channel that opens for more of our intuition and our soul to get through so we can start hearing our deeper answers, our deeper wisdom, and start to tune into our guidance, um, which just helps life flow better. So initially I did it because I just... I was so tired. My body was burnt out. I was burnt out. I didn't want to get out of bed in the morning anymore. And I just was like on my knees asking for an easier way. And then I started to be guided to these people who were living from their intuition. I was like, what's that? How do you do that? (laughs) I really, I really wanted to believe it. I really wanted to believe that there were like these universal forces helping us and we didn't have to carry it all ourselves. And, um, and it's true. We don't have to do it all ourselves. We don't have to carry the weight of the world on our shoulders anymore that we get to walk lighter in the world. So that's where the lighten up comes from. It's like a play on words in all directions. Like if we can open up to more humor and play and, and kind of let go of this heavier low vibe emotions to reconnect with our highest state, really. It's like this yeah. light, like this lighter place. Sounds magical. <laughs> yeah. So because this is your, your free gift that you're offering to Mm -hmm. folks that are listening, and also because I know you're passionate about this, tell me about the role that grounding plays in all of this work. Oh gosh, it's huge. It's everything. And I know that you do grounding too in your work and, um, I think everyone connects with this a little bit different, but to me, grounding is what helps the body feel safe and connected back to the earth. So our bodies are from the earth. They'll return to the earth. Our souls are more electrical in nature. Um, so for our bodies to thrive, they have to feel safe and grounded. And that grounding and that safety is what helps open us up to more of our electrical nature. Because if we don't ground, if we don't help the body feel soothed and safe and connected, then it shuts our soul out. And so that's where we might feel depressed, um, might have negative thoughts, the anxiety that comes from shutting out this part of us that knows peace, that knows joy, that knows our next step and has the bigger picture. It doesn't have any fear. And so grounding for me is that initial tool that helped me remove the fear from my body so I could actually feel what my vibration felt like. Um, so like this base frequency. So we're coming back to these electrical terms again. And even grounding, if you think about a, a wire and all this electricity running through it, and if that if that wire, this apparatus isn't grounded, then it'll it'll like um fly all over the place with sparks and there's no place for that energy to flow through to to give form to anything. And so same with our bodies. We plug ourselves in so that our creativity can flow through. So it's really at the root of the work, what you would do sort of before you do anything else. Mm-hmm. So you, yeah. yeah. What's, what's one practice that if, that if someone just wants to try to tap into this intuition and creativity that you're speaking of, if this is really mm-hmm. getting them excited, but they don't really know where to start mm-hmm. um, beyond obviously uh, the grounding that you offer, um, what is just one practice that they could do to take the first step? Yeah, I well grounding. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, and, well, and okay, after that, I guess. <laughs> and to just um, setting intentions, I think is really powerful. So just setting that intention okay. of giving me a, like, show me a sign, or just a way to start to play 
with the universe a little bit and with their own intuition? Um, gosh, this is a good question. And I don't feel like I'm giving a good answer. <laughs> uh, I think well, grounding is a good place for people to start if that's some, not something they're familiar yeah, with. Yeah. And if they are, then it's really just learning to trust. So even if it's, mm. and it, it really comes down to their relationship with fear, I think is the first place though. A lot of people want to just jump into intuition. Um, but if we don't address the fear in our body and learn what fear feels like and start to take little steps to move ourselves through fear, um, we're really still just going to be getting intuition through fear. <laughs> oh, that's a really good point. Cause I think people get confused about when they're receiving a message, mm-hmm. if it's real or not, or if it, if they made it up or, you know, there's all these kind of questions that come in. And if you're in a, a space of fear, then yeah, it's not going to be very effective exploration. Yeah. Cause intuition you. will always come in as peace. It'll be, it'll feel mm-hmm. peaceful. And then, then the yeah. emotion kicks in afterwards and it can happen really fast so that we might think the emotion or the fear is the guidance, but it was really the thought or the feeling that happened right before it. So what I did when I was doing this was, um, I'd started small. So I knew eventually I wanted to take the biggest leap of my life and leave my job, which was like completely terrifying. <laughs> so yeah. I started really small. So I had always wanted to do rock climbing. And so I found, um, that's really, well, we'll save that story for another day, but rock climbing is really what started to open me up to all of this because I was facing a fear. It's something that I'd always wanted to do, but I was just really terrified, both from a physical danger and from a, like my friends were much better than me. I'd look stupid. Was I strong enough? And it like all the gremlins would come up. So I used the wall to practice being with myself in that vulnerable state, like really tuning into that fear and what comes up, like what thoughts come up. Mm -hmm, So as we're walking up to the rock climbing wall, like tuning into um, like, what does fear feel like in my body? Um, Where exactly am I feeling this? Where are my thoughts going? Like, am I trying, am I comparing myself to the person next to me? Am I worried about my friend belaying me? judging me. And so then I could practice kindness and compassion to just observe like, okay, this is the state of my body. These are the thoughts going through, but I'm going to get on this wall and I'm going to try. And then like I kept getting better and better. And it was just exhilarating. Like that feeling of moving through something that you're afraid of is exhilarating. Um, another really simple one is to get paints. And, uh, I started with paints. Uh, like five years ago, I got a canvas and paints and I just made myself sit down and paint. And again, observing those thoughts of um, the judgments that came up, like this isn't good. This isn't going to be good enough. I'm not an artist and, and really practicing a different story around um, what it even means to just show up <laughs> and do it and move yeah. through it so that we can access that flow. Cause it's all that those negative thoughts and the doubt and the judging and the comparing is blocking who we really are and who we really are is creative and intuitive. So there's really nothing we have to do other than clearing the stories that we have about ourselves, um, physically clearing the fear out of our body so that we can open up to how the guidance is coming in. Um, just be really kind and compassionate with ourselves, letting go of good, bad, right, and wrong, and coming from a place of compassion. Those three things will change everything.
Yeah, that's my favorite message. This is who we are, that we just have to come back to it again and again. Yep. It's like a remembrance and uncovering. And it makes it easier to do this work, too, because it's it's no longer that pressure of you have to improve and get better and keep doing better. And it's like that constant pushing and um, and the nerves of that and the pressure. Pressure just keeps coming to me over and over again. Like this is kind of a sigh of relief of like, oh, I am already all of those things. I just have to mm. uh, like let go of this heaviness. So that's where the lighten up comes from too. It's like this letting go of this heaviness that we carry so that we can be the light that we really are. Wow. Yeah. So I know you think big and um, I'm sure this could be a longer question, but I'm curious what your like greater vision is for yourself in this work and for other women. Mm. Like what's the big picture what can we expect? <laughs> Again, how long do we have? I know, um, right? I know. <laughs> well, it's so interesting because I am in a process right now of like a huge up level in my life and I've been asking for clarity around my bigger vision because I want it to come from my soul. I want it to come from the deepest part of me and not what I think it should be. Um, cause what I think it should be is like, I want to start a podcast as well. And I started an Etsy shop. So I want to actually get like my creations out there. I want to grow my psychic development course that I do, um, to end up being a training program for other healers and coaches and women who want to do this work in the world of reconnecting with creativity and intuition. Like that's a ways in the the future because I need to fill my programs first, but, um, I think that the bigger vision is still coming because I've just, it's so recent within the last couple of years that I've been reconnecting with my creativity and I don't want to stop here because I don't think our work is necessarily, um, the healing part of it. It's what, what wants to come through and be created after. And that part, I'm still working on that vision of what that is. Um, wow. I like that. Well, I like the way that you don't limit yourself and that you just keep it ever evolving and growing because that's really what life is about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know we could talk for at least an hour more, (laughs) but I want to keep it short and sweet for folks and we can revisit some things in the future perhaps. Mm -hmm. But is there anything that I didn't get to anything that you just feel called to share that feels important to end on, on that note? Mm, Just that we are all enough right now as we are. Mm -hmm. And the work that the work for us to do is just to show up as who we are right now and know that that's enough and that, in that process of showing up as who we are, we'll be guided to the things that need to be released and healed and our greater visions and the expansion. So it really is just about showing up right now and trusting like that faith over fear and that it's not a, um, like we have to act continue to do all this healing and excavating and all this work. And then we can go do something. It's like, no, let's show up right now and go do the thing. And then we'll, we'll find out what needs to be healed and released in the process. Yay. I love that. We are all enough. So I just have a couple more things to ask you just for fun. Um, what's one book that changed your life? Hmm. So many, but I think Brene Brown's work, because Brene Brown came into my life around the same time, four and a half years ago, this like on the knees moment where I gave myself two years, like 
and I said, I need to love myself now. That's when she came into my life with her YouTube and video on shame and then the gifts of imperfection. Um, like really had me like waking up a lot <laughs> to even the difference between perfectionism and high achieving. Cause I had been someone, I would never say that I was a perfectionist, but definitely resonated with the high achieving ambitious and being able to see out on paper of like, Oh, like I, yeah, I could go on and on for that, but gifts of imperfection, I think. <laughs> She's amazing. Yeah, that's a very good one. All of her books are great, but that's particularly good because she kind of gives you step by step if you wanted to work on some things mm-hmm. in your own life. Yep. What about favorite yoga pose? Ooh. Um, anything restorative these days. I am obsessed with restorative yoga. And I don't know if it's because I pushed myself so hard for so long <laughs> that just being able to relax, but it's not really relaxing. Yeah, I think anything restorative. I can't think of one single one. I like headstands too. Oh, okay. So a little active, a little restorative. Yeah. Keep the balance. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, and then do you have a favorite quote? Uh, I'm not going to know it offhand. The one about peace. Is it? it I might know, actually, because I really like one about peace too. Is that the one? It does not mean to be yes. in a place where there's no... Yes. Okay, here, I'll read it. It's actually unknown, but I love this quote too. I was like, what? I don't know this quote, but I do. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. It goes, it does not mean to be in a place where there is no noise, trouble, or hard work. It means to be in the midst of those things and still be calm in your heart. Yes. That one. That one I found in my early 20s and it stuck with me because I was like, someday I want that to be my life. I want to be at peace no matter what is happening around me. And it's like, that's what's coming true because that's what the grounding is all about is finding that place of peace within us no matter what is happening around us. Yeah, how beautiful because that is a gift that, that is for you and for everyone else. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter what's going on around you. You still find peace yep. in your heart. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Well, thank you for your time, Taryn, and for your gifts that you're bringing to the world. Everyone will be able to get in touch with you on your website and social media and things so that they can keep in touch. And it sounds like you've got ongoing programs that would be awesome mm-hmm. for folks to connect to if they feel drawn to the work. And just thanks for being you. Thanks, Jocelyn. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Yes, it was. I agree. Take care. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Bye-bye.